0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. We pray that the word that you hear on this program will encourage, strengthen, and motivate you to do the will of God. Be blessed by today's message. I'm glad you're back for part two of the curse and the cure. I want to take a few moments to break down the second part of Revelation chapter 12 verse 11. Previously, in part one, we went over how the verse says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And we understand that because of Jesus and what he did at the cross, we have the power over the curse of sin. But there's something about the part of the verse that says, They also overcame by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. I want you to realize something today. There is something about a testimony. That word testimony, it's simply an open declaration or profession as of faith. You know, growing up in church, people used to testify all the time. They would stand up and just... Tell people about how good God had been to them, testify and how God had come through for them in a time where they thought they were gonna lose it all or thought that they were gonna die and God brought them through. And you don't hear that many testimonies that like you used to. And I remember growing up as a kid in church, I used to think, Lord, I'll never have enough courage to testify in church. That scared me to death to stand up and talk about God like that. But as I grew older and I started to see how the hand of God moved in my life, and I started to develop a relationship with God, not just because I was raised in church, but because I experienced the goodness of God for myself, and I found out who God really was, I could not not testify. And there came a point in my life a few years ago after we had prayed for God to bless us with another child for years and God had blessed us. I said, You know what? From this day forward, every time there's an opportunity for me to testify, I'm going to do it because God deserves the glory. And I want to break that down how what we face in life becomes our testimony when we get through it. I want us to look back at Psalms chapter 66, verses 16 through 20. David testified when he said, Come and hear. All you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. He said, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear, but certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away from my prayer, nor his mercy from me. David was saying, you know what? No matter what I feel like, I know that God has not turned away my prayer. I know that his mercy has not been turned away from me. David was testifying about how good God had been to him in spite of what he did. And he came and he repented to God. God was good and he was testifying to that. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says that we should sanctify the Lord God in our hearts. And always always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, so that explains to me that a testimony is not always standing up in church in front of a group of people and talking about how good God is. A testimony is all also when someone comes to you that don't really understand who God is and how good he is, and they come to you with a question, why do you believe the way you believe? Why do you go to church the way you do? Why do you choose to live a holy life? Why do you not do these things? Why do you not affiliate with these people? Why do you not listen to this? Why do you not watch that? What's the reason behind it? And there's your opportunity to an opportunity to testify about the goodness of God with meekness and with fear. There is healing in your testimony, there is hope in your testimony, and it is because of what you've been through. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5 says, But we also glory. In tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. That passage of Scripture tells me that we can glory in tribulations. You say, well, what does that mean? How can you be happy in the middle of torment? You feel like that you're living a nightmare. You feel like that all hell is breaking loose against you and all you have is just this mustard seed of faith to pull you through that God is still with you. How can you glory in that? Well, the scriptures plainly tells us that when you continue or contend in the faith, the Bible also refers to uh, the fact that we should forget those things that are behind us and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. To get to your testimony, there is a pressing. If anyone ever promises you that if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you're never going to face anything again, they don't know the word of God correctly. Because this passage of scripture in Romans chapter five tells us that we're going to go through tribulations, but we can glory in those tribulations knowing that as we hold on to the hope of glory in Christ Jesus, as we keep our faith in the Lord and we continually to pray to him and keep our hope in him, that through the tribulation, it produces perseverance. Perseverance just like an athlete, they are never able to do their best the first month or two of exercise. But after they've spent years of exercise and they've persevered, and you see how they've prepared themselves for these competitions, it pays off for them. Faith becomes exercise when we go through troubles and trials. And we sort of build up immunity against things like fear and worry and doubt as we become stronger in the Lord. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're never going to fear. You're never going to worry. You're never going to doubt. I'm not saying that. But when you have faced fear because of what's happened to you or because a lie from the enemy, and you've decided to choose hope, to choose faith, to choose to believe what the Word of God says, and you've gotten through that situation, you've come out on the other side, you have a stronger ability to overcome the next time that comes against you. Just common sense, the more you exercise, the more weight, the more heavy of a weight that you can lift. And it's the same way in the Spirit. So when we testify of the goodness of the Lord, we are sort of transferring our immunity by faith into the spirit of the person who may be facing what you've come through. The Bible talks about how we are to be the salt and the light of the earth. I understand that salt preserves things and light guides. We are to be like salt. We are to preserve the lost by the Word of God, by living out the Word of God. And we are to guide people to the way, to the door, to the truth and the life Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says that we are to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. When you let your light shine, or how do you let your light shine? By living the Word by living like Jesus did, when you have the opportunity to do something wrong and you choose to do the right thing, that is letting your light shine because people are watching us. People are watching everything that we do, everything we say. And when you make right decisions, when you choose to believe what the Word of God says, in spite of what you're going through, when you choose to have hope and you choose to persevere, you are letting your light shine. Matt ministered recently on a passage in the Bible about a man that people called Legion who was possessed by demons. Luke chapter 8 verses 38 through 39 says, Now this man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. You see, this man that was possessed by demons had a hard life. But when he was set free, after he had gone through what he had been through, he came out with a testimony. We've heard it said that God will turn your test into a testimony. Well, this man had a testimony. And Jesus told him what to do. The man wanted to go with Jesus. But Jesus knew that it was more important for this man who had been set free from all of these demons. It was more important and he would be more effective for the kingdom of God that if he would go back to the people who knew him for how he was previously and be a witness and testify to his family and friends who knew him as one thing, just as Matt ministered and see that he was a different person. His testimony ministered to his family. You know, the Bible doesn't specifically say any details, but I guarantee that when that man went back to his hometown and he didn't, he no longer stayed and slept in that cemetery, people seen a difference. All of a sudden, what was dark became light. What was death became life. All of a sudden, that man who lived in darkness became the light because of the light of Jesus that had shined through him. And he was able to preserve other people as salt because of what God had done through him. That was his testimony. I think about the Samaritan woman at the well. In John chapter 4, verses 28 through 29, the woman... Jesus had pretty much read her pedigree. He, he read her like a book. All the stuff that she had done wrong, Jesus told her. Jesus said, I am the living water. And she thirsted. She hungered for what he was saying. She wanted more than what she had in her life. She was searching for answers. And Jesus said, I am the answer. He said, I am what you're wanting. I am the living water. The Bible says that the woman lent, then left her water pot. The woman dropped what she was doing, went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? I want to hear people say, come see a man who came into my life and changed me. I want to, to hear the people of God testify and say, let me tell you about a man who set me free from bondage. Let me tell you about a man who delivered me from depression. Let me tell you about a man who healed my body or touched my family's body when they were in their sick dying bed. That is the testimony that becomes light that brings people to the saving knowledge of Christ. But what would have happened if Jesus would have just passed that Samaritan woman by and not said anything? How often does the Holy Spirit speak to you and speak to me to stop in the middle of what you're doing? And I'm not even talking about church. I'm talking about if it's at work, at your job, at the store. And I know the feeling. I know how uncomfortable and how nervous it is when the Holy Spirit deals with your heart to testify to someone about the goodness of God. But when the Spirit of God deals with your heart to speak to someone about the Lord, I do believe that God is already on the other end trying to knock at the door of their heart. And it is up to us to testify of the goodness of God. We can be a part of someone receiving Jesus if we would not just keep our testimony in and tell people about how good he has been and what he has done for us. In the book of Titus chapter three, verses three through seven, Paul testifies to Titus. He says, for we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Paul was saying, look, we were in sin. We were foolish and disobedient. We were unworthy. But let me tell you, Titus, about how good God has been. We were those things, but he saved us through the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. We were filthy and wretched, but he washed us when he poured out his love upon us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. When you witness someone that is struggling with a weakness, let them know what God has done for you. Tell them about how God had set you free. God will always use what you've been through to encourage someone else. What you have been through, what you go through, your testimony can bring healing and can bring hope to someone else. Your testimony can be a part of the cure For a person that is facing the curse of sin on their life, you can help strengthen someone just as we discussed previously that when someone with this virus that we're dealing with, when they go through this virus and they get through it and they're completely recovered and their body has built up immunity and And they've got these antibodies in their blood and they infuse this blood in someone that is sick with the virus. Their body is able to potentially uh, be helped in recovering quicker because of the antibodies that was in the person's blood that had recovered. What you have been through in your testimony can help someone to get through what they're going through. But we have to obey God in our testimony, and not be ashamed to testify. 2 Timothy 1.8 says, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. We can't be ashamed of what God has done for us, but we've got to be ready. We've got to always be ready to be prepared to tell someone. But the Shameful part is, all too often, we get caught up in condemnation from the enemy. We slip and we fall. We trip up and we feel condemned and we don't feel worthy and we feel like, why should we tell someone about Jesus when we've sinned, when we're wrong. That's where the enemy wants us to. That's what the enemy wants to stop us and to shut us up and to keep us from testifying. The enemy wants you to keep the hope of glory within your own body. He doesn't want you to testify to other people because you are spreading goodness. You are spreading hope. You are spreading healing. You are spreading deliverance. When you spread the word of God, it is a, it's a, a contagious healing. It's a contagious hope. The same way that sin is contagious as a curse, hope and healing and deliverance and freedom and the love of God, it is contagious as well. And the enemy is going to do everything he can to stop you from testifying and being ashamed of what you've done. But if God has set you free, the Bible says, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We can't be ashamed Romans 1, 16 through 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Do you know when that says faith to faith, I feel like that it takes faith for, it takes a a new level of faith for everything I go through. So from one level of faith that I go through one situation to the next level of faith for the next situation, the Bible says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. From one situation to the other, the righteousness of God is revealed in you from one problem to the next you will have a greater understanding of the righteousness of God from faith to faith. Why so much faith? Because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. What is your testimony in a nutshell? First John five eleven, And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son, Jesus Christ. What has God done for you? What has he brought you through? What has he brought you to? What has God blessed you with? I urge you this day, count your blessings. If you are alive and you're breathing, you have a testimony. Think about what God has done for you. No matter what I feel like, I truly have come to the understanding that my blessings outweigh my burdens. Because when I really look at it, my burdens, most of my burdens are temporal things. But my blessings are eternal. Your blessings are eternal. What God has done for you, through you, with you, Those are eternal things. My friend, I urge you, don't let the enemy shut you up. Don't let him stop your testimony. Tell people about what the Son of the Living God has done for you. You know, you don't realize how powerful that old children's church song we used to sing was. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And I love the verse that said, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Always remember, your testimony could very well be the antidote that somebody needs to help their spirit to regain strength and to recover. And as I close, I just want to read Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 once again. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. It takes the blood of Jesus Christ to clear us and to cure us from the curse of sin. And it is the word of our testimony that we are able to give people the cure that we have received. We have the answer. We have the hope. And we have the cure. Let's give it to somebody else. I pray God's greatest blessings over your life. Be blessed.